Hello, everybody. Welcome to North Point Plus. This is episode 106. 106. How do you know it's episode 106, Sylvia? Are you keeping a tally somewhere? Yeah. So I run it and I just know because I sometimes if I'm not here, I'm off pushing the buttons and yeah. I'm just... I'm that good. That's cool. You're not like looking it up on YouTube right beforehand to make sure that this is. The I right don't look it up on YouTube the right. No, <laughs> right you before. ask other people to. Yeah, yeah. Usually <laughs> I do. I do. But hey, I was right. I mean, the guess was right. That's what matters. So, um, I don't think you've been on. Oh, sorry. This is Jake Howard. Everybody. Oh, yeah, I think I people. I think people know already. Yeah, maybe. Um, Could have but, some new viewers on there. People liking, subscribing, sharing, all that good stuff. Oh, sorry. Yes, that's true. That is definitely true. I'm not that famous, so there you go. <laughs> um, so you spoke on Sunday, but before we get into that, like, what's new in your life? What's like, new what? in my life? Rick always makes fun of me because yeah. I jump right into it. He goes, oh, we're not going to talk first. And I say, well, let's let it come up organically. <laughs> and we don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, this is me. Rick will be so proud when he watches this, wow. when he comes back. Yeah. He's going to be really yeah. excited. Not so proud of you for putting ignore Jesus on the <laughs> um, screen on Sunday. If you guys were here, take a look. Yeah. We recognized what it said. We do. And that was funny. Yeah, if you've hopefully you've watched online uh, and I got a few people sending me pictures, pictures of me standing next to the screen that says ignore Jesus. You called it there. out, though. So it was funny. Yeah, no, it was you totally realized. worth it. Let's just embrace the moment yeah. of my poor planning ahead of time. Yes. In slides. But yeah. yep. So Rick is going to come back being proud yeah. of me. And, you know, yeah, we'll have a we'll discussion. We'll see if you're back here. <laughs> ever. Come on Friday. That's what I've heard. So. So, yeah. What's so like what is new in your life? Uh, nothing. I'm just awake 24 seven. My wife and I because uh, kids don't sleep. Babies don't sleep. We got the youngest who's almost a month old now. Mm. Uh, little Annalise Patricia. Mm -hmm. She's adorable. She's wonderful. She sleeps great whenever she desires. Yeah. Uh, the rest of us uh, drink a lot of coffee and uh, function. The rest of you? You yeah. give it to your toddler? Sometimes, I mean, whatever it takes. I'm going to give her a cappuccino and tell her to hold a baby if necessary. So, yeah, <laughs> Right she, before I, church. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, her sisters, uh, Addie and Josie, love, love her. Like, it's mm -hmm. the cool thing to watch. Like, Ashley was saying, like, they're doing, like, helping take care of her. And they stuff, are. So. Yeah, they are. Addie will want to hold her, and so we'll put her on her lap and. You know, then you can like do the dishes or take a shower yeah. or something like that, and you'll just hear kind of talking away in the other no. room, and you know, you know, you're good until you hear crying. So yeah, my mom used to tell us because I'm the oldest, so she would tell us like, um, like I know she looks like a baby doll, but she's like alive, <laughs> like so you can't toss her just when you're done holding her. Like you got to <laughs> tell me all that. Come get her. So yeah, good times, oh, good times. Man. Well, so why don't you give us a recap? of the message yeah we're in our blueprints series here going through the book of acts and so uh we dove in kind of the towards the end of acts chapter two there peter had talked to this whole uh sermon and so the day of pentecost happens the holy spirit comes down and uh goes on the followers there that are in the upper room they come out of the room and they're worshiping god and talking about jesus and the whole community is like what is with these people are they drunk um mm -hmm. and peter's like no but we're Drunk on the Holy Spirit, you know, kind of thing. And so he uh, goes on to talk about and, and just gives the good news, the gospel presentation about Jesus. And in doing so, uh, what we focus on at the end is kind of that mic drop moment where um, Peter says, hey, look, the, this Lord in Christ is the Jesus that you crucified. And then he just like steps back and the crowd is like, oh. Oh, snap. What, what do we do with that? Yeah. Right? Like, okay, what does that mean? Like, what are we supposed to do? And then Peter says, hey, 
uh, repent and be baptized. And it says he says in so many words, like he says more than just that, but that's the main crux of what he was trying to tell them was repent and be baptized. So they do, and the church grows by 3,000. So in one day, they go from 120 to uh, 3,120. <laughs> I can do math, right? Uh, numbers guy. Yeah, num- numbers guy. So there you go. Uh, so the church grows. And so we just kind of talk through what does that look like? What's that blueprint mean yeah. for us understanding who Jesus is? How do we respond to that? And then what's the transformation that can occur? Yeah, so you were really focusing on baptism. So have you told people what your baptism story is? My baptism story? Yeah, like how did you do it? Like was it just in a church and that Yeah, I was uh, in Ohio. Yeah, no, I was uh, 6 years old because uh, I remember I, uh Jesus uh, first became Lord and Savior of my life as a first grader. Um, I remember hearing all about Jesus. I went to Christian school and the name of my teacher in the first grade, check this out. Mrs. Grace. Oh. Come on. Wow. Right? That's a good Wow. Yeah. There it is. And um so I went home, talked to my parents, and I'm like, hey, this whole, like, Jesus dying on a cross thing, like, mm. I got some feelings and some stuff going on feelings. here about it. And Dad was like, hey, we'll talk after dinner. So we did at the dinner table, and he kind of explained mm. all of the gospel there for me. And I had been in church, so I'd heard parts of it, but it just kind of became alive and more real. And it was like, oh, man, uh, looking back on it, that's um, the Holy Spirit doing mm-hmm. his thing, right? And my dad being obedient to that moment. Um, so I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm in. And so he led me through a prayer, right? Yeah. You know, uh, which is pretty common. It's not required, but common. Mm-hmm. And, um, so then after that, it was like, Hey, great. So then what's the next thing? Like, what do I do now? And my parents just talked very clearly through, Hey, the next step is baptism. Like mm-hmm. this is Jesus is Lord of your life and you recognize and you turn from sin, you repent from it and recognize you need him as Lord and savior. Um, and then the next thing is, is that public proclamation of that, that change that's occurred inside of you, and you do that through baptism. So uh, we did. I called uh, a guy who's associate pastor at our church at the time. His name is Matt Holman, um, and I uh, got baptized. And I remember a uh, bigger church, a church of like a 1,000 people at the time. Mm-hmm. And so we went in. I had a robe, six-year-old Jake, like nice. in my white robe kind of thing. And Rented uh, from the church. It was like, <laughs> yeah. the church giving you Yeah, the robe. church giving me the robe and went through and... He baptized me, dunked me, brought me up, and we nice. had pictures and all that good stuff. And yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, And then I've been a part of tons of baptisms now. Oh. Uh, you know, friends, I've uh, you know done stuff here at North Point, mm-hmm. churches, and stuff like that. Uh, one of my favorite ones, um, the Hard Rock, Ho- Ho- Hard Rock Hotel in Orlando. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As a senior in high school, and a buddy of mine wanted to get baptized. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so there's like this whole goofy story that's a part of that there, because um, I was a... 18 year old boy right so uh but long story short to it is uh baptized him in the the pool of the hard rock hotel Mm -hmm. and that was pretty cool well that is a great segue into our question we have here so is there a right way to be baptized uh full on underwater or a sprinkle in a church at home in public what's the dealio yeah great question and a question that's only been debated for couple thousand Ever. years, right, uh, since the early church uh, it came to be. Uh, yeah, so I can give you my viewpoint, um, and, and I'll go ahead and start out and say, hey, this is uh, this is some secondary theology. You know, I would say probably even at North Point, uh, we have a way that we do it, and we think is the most biblical method, um, and I'm kind of in line with that. Uh, but if somebody came to us and said, no, uh, you know, I've been baptized and I've done it a little differently. I don't know. We'd have conversations and be willing to engage in that, but we're not going to probably be like, mm, mm-hmm. you got it all wrong and Jesus doesn't like you anymore. You know, we wouldn't <laughs> We're do not that, known right? to say that. We're not known to say that, <laughs> so we probably wouldn't. Uh, but, but yeah, for me, I would say uh, it's important to recognize uh, the language in there in the New Testament. Uh, the word for baptize is baptizo. 
mm. right? Which is kind of feels like it's on the nose a little bit. Um, but it means to dip um, it repeatedly, to immerse, to submerge, to cleanse by dipping or submerging, to wash, to make clean with water, to wash oneself, bathe, or to overwhelm. Hmm. So you don't get a lot of sprinkling connotations no. with that, really, or, or pour-over connotations mm-hmm. um, with that. So you, you would say, you know, with the word baptism there, baptizo, uh, means to immerse. It means to literally dunk down and come back up. And there's a lot of symbolism yeah. behind that. So you have uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus that is symbolized in baptism. There's also the cleaning and the washing and purifying of, mm-hmm. you know, the use with water um, and all that. And they kind of come hand in hand together. Um, so there's a lot of different segments that branch off to it. Um, we don't have a ton of evidence in the early church, the first couple hundred years that they did baptism any differently than submersion. Mm. Um, you know, it's really not until uh, around, you know, the second century or so that we start to really see uh, evidence of of some sort of sprinkling and things done. Mm-hmm. And even then it's only in rare cases where submersive baptism wasn't possible. Uh, maybe it was due to some illness or oh, some limitations or, gotcha. or you know water resources mm-hmm. or whatever that may be. But a lot of what we see, especially in the New Testament, like originally come back to is that submersion. Like even uh, you, you read in the Bible about places that they would go for baptism and they went to a place and used it because there was a lot of water. We don't need a lot of water for sprinkling. You know what I mean? You need a lot of water for, for dunking. Yeah. You know? And so you have all of these connotations. Um, and so there wasn't a ton of that for the first few hundred years in Christianity. And it's not until a few hundred years later that those exceptions are coming around. Um, so we don't, I can't say that in the first hundred years, the first early church to so the time of the apostles that they didn't do any sprinkling. We just don't have evidence mm-hmm. of that. We have more evidence of, of dunking. Yeah. You know, and so that to me is probably the most biblical method. That comes about, uh, you also move along to the 4th century, and that's where you start to get, um, I want to say, what's, it called? what's the pedo-baptism, infant baptism um, oh. that comes up and baptizing babies. Um, and, and it really seems to have its roots in the idea of, like, um, they wanted sick kids to be able to get into heaven. Mm. And so they were baptizing them with this idea that it would go hand-in-hand hand with salvation. And yep. then if they die, they could get in. And then as time goes on, it kind of morphs into this precautionary thing where we're baptizing all babies mm-hmm. on that. Um, and you have a kind of a different veins even today in that. Um, you know, uh, certain segments um, like your Roman Catholics, um, there's others as well, um, that they they do that and it's kind of like, hey, it is necessary for salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's also some denominations that are along that route would say that. You have others um, that would say, no, it's not that, but you're going into the covenant family with infinite ba- infant baptism, like the parents are believers, and so the baby gets baptized with this idea that like they will one day mm. become into the family. So you just don't see those principles mm-hmm. really well in Scripture. I think it's kind of a stretch to get there. And, mm-hmm. and like, there's tons of people who would disagree with me on this. This is a great topic to do your own study on and to kind of dive more into. Um, so to say, are there, is there a right way to do it? And I think it's what's referred to as believer's baptism. It's that recognition that, Hey, I'm a sinner. I've repented of my sin. I acknowledge Jesus to be Lord and savior of my life. So there, there's that, that, that repentant change inside of me that mm-hmm. has happened. There's the spirit that's indwelled in me in that moment. All of those things that it begins to recognize, okay, now that that's done, now that the change has occurred, I'm going to go be baptized as an expression to show an obedient expression mm-hmm. of that change that's occurred. Um, doesn't have to be at a church, right? Um, uh, it could be in a river. It can be in a pool. It can be at a church. It can be in your bathtub. It can be like all these different mm-hmm. things. I think the big thing is it's a public proclamation. Yes. I don't yeah. think it's necessarily a private thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I, and to say public versus private. So like, how many people have to be there? I, there's yeah. no number, right? Yep. There's no number. Um, you know, if it's just close friends and family, well, that like are what part you say. Great. Sorry, you said the same thing. Like, um, mm-hmm. like the wedding analogy. Like it's the same thing. Yeah. Like I mean, a, a wedding, big is a wedding, wedding, small weddings at yeah. the courthouse. There's just witnesses. There yeah. has to be witnesses, like literally to sign the certificate, kind right. of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think it's that same. Principal, that was really good. You should have told me that before I, I preached last week. How <laughs> uh, to use that. Come on, Sylvie. Got to get with that a little yeah, faster. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, so th- I think there is a, a right way to do it, but I still think that there is some leniency in some of that as far as it doesn't necessarily have to be in a church. You don't have to be like me wearing a robe. You know, yep. we've had people um, get baptized uh, in some their beautiful Easter dresses that they've oh. worn, you know, and all those kinds of things here. Um, and that's great. That's fun. You know, I know we've done baptisms uh, in rivers and in pools and all those kinds yeah. of things. And we filmed it so that the rest of the church body can see it too, because yeah. it's just a cool moment you want to yeah. share together. Um, so I think there's some things that I would say, yeah, that doesn't really, I, I wouldn't count as baptism. You know, I wouldn't count infant baptism to, mm-hmm. to be there. Um, if somebody said they were sprinkled for their baptism, I'm not going to say I wouldn't, I wouldn't count it like, like my counting matters. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, it's, it's not the same in there. Um, right. I would have a conversation with somebody I just says, Hey, I think this is a better portrayal if you want to do that. Yeah. Um, infant baptism is one that I would say, uh, no, you want to, you know, it needs to be after you've like acknowledged Jesus as Lord and Savior and repent. Right. Can make that decision. Yeah. And then you can make that decision. Yeah. Um, so like that, I would push it's personal. that farther. Yeah. I'd push that one farther than I would probably, you know, pouring or sprinkling. Well, and like so. you said too, like health wise or whatever kind yeah. of situation. And Don't it's all wrong. about the, yeah. like just the showing, like the yeah. public, like, you know. Yeah. And not everybody would agree with me on that, right? Like sure. there's a, there's a lot of stuff there. Once again, sure. this is some secondary theology. Yeah. And I have seen some incredible, been to some incredible baptisms and services where people who have uh, a physical um, handicap or a physical limitation yeah. yep. and that people have like either carried mm-hmm. and, and submersed or they've, created contraptions that have helped with it yeah. all these kinds of things because they want that symbolism they yep. want that and there's a connection and peace to it and man it was beautiful to be a part of a church and see people who were like no i want to do this the way that is the most biblical and have that mindset of saying no this is the most biblically accurate way i want to do that and i mm-hmm. can so i'm going to make every effort to do that yep and it, it edified the church, man. And it, it's a cool thing, you know. Yeah. And so um, baptism isn't uh, required for salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, salvation would occur. And then baptism, to me, is that first obedient step. And we kind of talked about that on Sunday. Um, so it is a big deal. Yes. Um, it's just not... Uh, the biggest. Yeah, it's not salvific. I right. use that. Uh, my wife hates when I say the word salvific. She doesn't think it's a real word. It's a real word. You can Google it. Um, <laughs> uh, but it, it is a. It is still important, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's not like to cast aside. Like it doesn't matter. It matters. Right. It's important. Um, it's just not of the greatest yeah. piece of it there. So. Well, hey, yeah. I mean, I got baptized in a catfish pond and bath. Nice. So. Did you like, bring one up with you when you came up? Or no, like, but that would have been dinner. awesome. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> like, cool. I just come up with the fish. <laughs> like, check it <laughs> out. The Oh man, our church probably been like, who is this? Like, <laughs> you probably do that a second time. I'm not sure that was good. Yeah, like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, um, so we have another question. Yeah. Uh, can you talk about the sinner's prayer? How is the message of true repentance similar and different from those that may get caught up in saying a prayer for salvation? Yeah. Uh, so that's a great question. Some people might, who are watching this might not understand or know what a sinner's prayer is. Um, it's mm. That's a very churched thing. Um, and it's that idea, and it became, man, I'm try, I can't remember all the history on this to like, give a, an exact time frame. But it became more of a trendy thing for a while to be able to say, and, and it still is popular. And it's not necessarily, I say, it sounds like I'm saying it's a bad thing. No, it's, yeah. It's not a bad thing. It's just not a 
the thing right. um, necessarily. I'll say that at the outset. Uh, but it's that prayer that just does exactly what Peter was saying. It's acknowledging Jesus to be Lord and Savior and repenting of your sin in a prayer. And it's called the sinner's prayer. Now, you're not going to find the sinner's prayer in the Bible like you do the mm-hmm. Lord's prayer, mm-hmm. you know, necessarily. So it's not that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it's just a, a template that's out there. Um, that is used became a pretty popular thing, especially around the time where and at churches where like altar calls are mm, a big thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, and they will like lead through a prayer to do stuff. And it's not a bad thing. Like there are people who are like they want to follow after Jesus and they want this step, but they don't know how to do it. And mm-hmm. so they're looking for kind of a template to do it. And this is a, that's great. That's a fine thing to be able to say, like, hey, here's a way to do that. Like, here's a way to acknowledge that Jesus is Lord and Savior of your life and to publicly proclaim that you're following him and repenting of your sin. Like. Yeah, that's that's a cool thing. You can do that. Confess with your mouth and all those kinds of things. It's just not a requirement to say the prayer right. to have that change. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where the danger at times comes through is, is like, hey, have you said the prayer? Right. And there are like people or churches or places that will like say like, you know, did you yeah. say the prayer? And then the prayer becomes the thing. And it's like, eh, it's not the prayer. Mm-hmm. It's it's what's behind the prayer. Mm-hmm. It's the belief. It's it's the faith that comes into it. It's the repentance and the faith that comes to be a part of it. Just like baptism doesn't save you, that prayer in and of itself doesn't save you. Mm-hmm. It's the, the repentance and the faith that's there that comes hand in hand. Um, so there's similarities there in that like it's a, not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also not like the the thing. There are other people. Like I know plenty of people who, who would say like, hey, I've never said the prayer, but Jesus is Lord and Savior of my life. I've repented and I have the Holy Spirit. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, like, I'm in, you know, this is there. Mm-hmm. I'm bought into the family. They just never had that moment. And for some, it was uh, more of a progression of time, even mm-hmm. not even just like a moment that this occurred, but their faith grew along with it. And they started to believe. I, I would argue and say, oh, there was probably at some point in time when you were like, no, I'm in. I, yeah. I, I agree with this. I think everybody has that. Um, it just doesn't always have to be the emotional altar call, say a prayer moment. And those aren't bad. Yeah. By any means. I know plenty of people that have had that. And that's a fantastic It's just the power is not in that. Yeah. The power is just not in the prayer itself. Right. The words that are there, it's behind it. And most churches understand and will say that they just use it as a template at times fantastic great so yeah. if you're one of churches that love and do that or it's a style stylistic thing fantastic mm-hmm. that's great um, if you're excluding people or pushing them to say these particular words uh, you know go back to the drawing board a little bit and see like you know what's the heart issue that's there mm-hmm. um, behind it as well yeah well, i was gonna say that's like one thing i was just talking to somebody um like i think it was like this weekend or something about like one reason that I really like North Point is that we have those main things like that we've talked about before. Like these are what make you a Christian. And then there's those like little things that um, like that we just talk about and that people, you know, whatever, like we know it's important. We're not really like you, we can dive into it all day and go back and forth, but it's like these main things are important. And I like that because like we talk about all the time, like all of us on staff have come from different backgrounds and we all have different thoughts on things. And like, I just think that's really cool because you don't, that's like you don't come by that often nowadays like people like really like to argue <laughs> i feel like every like look at social media and like here we're like yeah, yeah let's talk you know like yeah. let's just let's talk argue about let's it. go and, yeah, yeah like and it's not like a bad thing like we'll just you know have those discussions so i appreciate that about north yeah Point for sure and people here but it's a healthy thing and it's yeah. it is not common 
um, it's not common, I think, necessarily amongst churches everywhere. There are a lot of great churches that pull it mm-hmm. off really well. Uh, I hope we're one of them. Um, <laughs> you never know, right? Yeah. Um, I'm biased. I'm in here all the time, <laughs> but, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I love it, too. I think it's a healthy thing. And, you know, we, we would call the term that we use a centered set theology mm. versus bounded set. Bounded is, like, these are the things you have to do to mm-hmm. be a part of it. Centered set is this idea of, like, Jesus is at the middle and you're pursuing him, but yeah. recognizing that journey can be crazy along the way. Um, but he is but acknowledging repentance, repentance, Lord and Savior of your life and recognizing that to mm-hmm. be there, whether you said a prayer or not, you know, right. um, some would say you have to say the prayer, you have to do this, you have to be in this class, you have to, you yes. know, those kinds of things. And we're not there. That's not how we see scripture. We just mm-hmm. have our guardrails, the authority yeah. of scripture yeah. and guardrails. That's uh, what unity we say. Believers. Our guardrails. Yeah. We're big. We're big on them. Uh, yeah. Well, we only had two questions. That was it. So like. That was either really clear or really boring. One or the other. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That was your shot right there, and you like you you pulled it back. You pulled what? it back. I saw that. I what? Said I, I said I was either really clear, or really boring, and you were like, mm, "I'm not going to take that bait." No, <laughs> I don't. I'm not that kind of person. <laughs> can't you guys can't tell uh, people uh, off. These microphones will come off later, Sylvia, and then you can tell me how's that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I don't want it recorded. I don't want the receipt. Yeah. There like, you go. That's true. Yeah, but is there any? Otherwise, else? you know, like people are going to take a picture of you standing next to something that says like "Ignore, Ignore Jesus. Jesus." Yeah, and then that, that one lives forever on the internet. Yeah. So no, I didn't put it anywhere on the internet, but I do have it still. <laughs> that's a good that's, one. You're just going to send that to me from time to time. Yeah. Like, remember yeah. when you did this? <laughs> like, oh, ouch, you should be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, a couple of things I think it would just be good for people to know. Yeah. Um, this weekend, this Saturday is the Women's Fall event. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah I'm well, bringing it up, right? Yeah, what's going to be there? Yeah, um, so I know they got some music and some food, and they've got bonfires and just all Fire. things that make fall fall and getting yeah. together in community and um, getting to hang out and just enjoy all of it. It's supposed to be a beautiful day. Yeah, the weather looks up the weather, and um, it looks like, I mean, so far, I don't know what they wanted for a turnout, but I saw like a good amount of people signed up. So. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be fun. So, I mean, if you're looking to just kind of connect with other women, like this is a cool mm-hmm. thing. Um, as long as you are a woman, don't try to connect with other women and be a man. This is not for you. Uh, try something else. Uh, there's also... Men's ministry. Men's ministry. Yeah, there you go. There's an email list. There's an email list. Join on that. Um, there's also uh, follow-up groups that'll come out of the women's event too, oh, yeah. uh, that anybody can be a part of. You don't have to go to the event to be a part of the follow-up group and vice versa. Yeah. Um, but they're really cool ways if you're looking for like a group of women to connect with like it's going to be a really good study and um you'll be able to have a little community there it's not going to be some intensive stuff we have the rooted study going on oh and so right, we yep. didn't want to be like hey do rooted and then do another 70 pages of homework for yeah. the study so they're both very easy highly relational things to be a part of yeah um, which i think is good and healthy so you're in charge of um the groups you kind of brought in oh, rooted and where's everything this, going? this is scary now no, no, no. No, oh, no, it's good. Um, so, like, somebody keeps hearing about Rooted and yeah. they want to, like, get into it now. Is it too late? What should they do? Are we ever going to do Rooted again? Yeah, great questions. Great questions, Sylvia. Way to you like that? put that up on the tee. That was nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you, it's early enough right now that I think if anybody was like, hey, I know Rooted's been going. I've been kind of dragging my feet. Um, but I'm in. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic. There, uh, the website on the app you can sign up still put it in there uh, you'll register if you know of a life group that's doing rooted and there's kind of a pull down tab oh, there to yeah. pick one you can join in that life group right now or you can simply click the button that says help me find a life group and you get a follow-up from me that says hey let's find the right one that fits for you uh, we get you a book and you jump in we still got several weeks of it to go so it is not too late to jump in um, if you are thinking about it though i would say jump in pretty soon yeah. so you don't miss out on some yeah. good stuff uh, but we'll do rooted more often um, probably 
uh, twice a year or so. My gut says we'll do it in the new year as well. Um, mm. As we have new life groups kind of pop up and new groups to be a part of stuff, uh, they'll do rooted. And so we will do it again. Um, and I would encourage, um, you know, make sure you don't come through North Point without doing rooted because it's it's yeah. good. It's really, really good. I mean, we're only on like we're starting week three now. Right. Because we're talking about week. It depends on when your group. Met. That's true. That's, that's true. true. OK, but I was you're just on week say, three, but I'm still on week two because my group doesn't meet until tomorrow. OK, well, I was I was just going to say that, yeah. like, I have only just started, but I really yeah. like it. I really yeah, like it I thought far. even that first week, uh, just talking about who is God and our relationship with him, yep. I was like underlining so many things. Yeah, and I think what you said about it was really good because you said these aren't revolutionary ideas. Right. Like we're really just going back to basics. But when you break it apart like that and you're really looking deeper into it, that's what makes it mm-hmm. cool. Like, and then some of the experiences to yeah. be able to do with your yes. group, they're going to be really cool. Yeah. So. The only other thing to talk about too, uh, we got a fall festival coming up. Yay, You want to talk festival. about that? I you're do. You're kind of the queen I of do. the fall festival. Why? Right? <laughs> we'll vote on that later. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so the Fall Fun Fest, if you uh, attend North Point, please sign up to work it because we want to put this on for the community. We want people from all over to come and enjoy this event. You can you can enjoy it, too, and bring your family um, But because like I we split it up in shifts. Like You can work the first little bit or the second little bit, and this is just like a really good thing to invite your neighbors to, mm-hmm. invite just anybody you want to, maybe family. And um, I mean, the whole thing is free. Yeah. Like we're going all out. Yeah. Like we've got like we're going to do free food, cotton candy, popcorn, bounce houses, hay rides, pumpkins, like music, inflatables, yes, like everything yeah. fall. And it's just going to be a really good time. But we just need people to sign up to help um, run it. And there's a little bit of, for everything uh, for anybody. Um, like if you can't, you know paint faces that's fine you can stand and help watch a bounce house or something like there's something for everybody um and if you don't know how to sign up i um the sign up sheet went out through the email mm-hmm. it's I, on the app it's on the oh, app yeah, all that website. good stuff and if you just want to call the office you can do that too and mm-hmm. talk to me and i'll help you figure that out but it's gonna be when so is that fun. october 28th yeah it's gonna be from 11 to 2 yeah um, but yeah, we're going to have volunteers get there a little bit early to help set everything up, but I'm excited. Yeah. It should be fun. We haven't done this kind of an extravaganza right. kind of feel beforehand. And our hope is that it's big and loving to the community. We do yes. stuff for us all the time. You yes. know, like lunch on the lawns yes. and some of those yeah. kinds of things. This isn't that. This is for the community yeah. to love on other people in the community, love on our neighbors. But we do the lunch. Be a good neighbor. Yes. Yeah. We want, you know, we have people come to lunch on the lawn and they love it and their kids love it. So like, let's show that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. to everybody else. Yeah. So. It'll be fun. It'll it will be, be a lot of fun. I'm excited. So, well, thank you everybody for watching. We're definitely rambling now, but yep. that's okay. We answered the questions. We did what we needed to do. Rick will be proud of us when he comes back from his Sri Lanka trip. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thanks, Jake. Thank you for answering the questions. Good and stuff. Um, yeah, so everybody, goodbye. <laughs> like, <laughs> thanks share, for watching. Comment. Right, all the social media things. And we will see you on Sunday.